Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, December 29th, 2023. Third to last day of the year. What's going on? What's happening? My name is Quinn and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. As we get towards the end of season six of the Beantown Podcast, next week will be our season finale. We will look back at the the year in review for Beantown, although we're going to be doing quite a bit of that today. This is going to be a pretty short, succinct episode. We're going to be going through some uh, unvetted, unlooked uh, at, uh, unpreviewed year in review quizzes. I did like a Google search on my phone, you know, 2023 year in review quiz uh, to kind of see what would come up. And I, I found some different categories across different magazines and articles and, and sites. So we're going to just kind of jump into those blindly and see how we all do. That will unpocket this trivia question of the day. It's kind of going to be the central component of today's show after we give a couple of shout outs here. But yeah, next next week will be our official year six recap. And then from there, I guess whatever the date on that is, whatever that Friday is, it's like the 12th or something. That's more or less, I don't know if we're actually going to record on that day, but Friday, more or less, the season premiere for presents the Beantown Podcast, season seven. Not like, you know, these, these new TV shows that come out and they give you eight half-hour episodes and that's a season. And, you know, it's, oh, that's a wrap and that's the whole thing. They give you four hours of content. You know what you get here at, at the Beantown Podcast and BeantownPodcast.com? You get a new show every single week. And I know that I've talked about, you know, in the past, you know, being burnt out and, oh, maybe I'll pre-record a couple episodes and then just release those to the public, you know, over a month-long span and I'll actually get like a mini vacation. Never actually happened. I have always, I don't think there's a single exception to this rule where I didn't actually like chime in live and give you something. So if you've been following this show for the last 310 episodes, whatever we're at, you're getting the ultimate time capsule all the way back from January 2018 to the present day of like, hey, if you tune in once a week, you get to hear me, you get to hear what's been going on, what's happening in my life uh, with with no exceptions. The only thing that comes to mind, are, I recall one time, I think it was the first season of the Beantown podcast when I recorded my Memorial Day episode with my then uh, girlfriend, like the loosest, loosest usage of the word girlfriend. Um, I, Erica, I think her name was, she was like a law student. And um, it was so bad. It, it devolved into such a cringy kind of thing that I, I refused to release that episode when it, the week we recorded. And I just did a fresh one when I came home. Uh, we were hiking uh, in like West Virginia or something. And then I what happened like, I don't know, two years later or something like that, I... I think it was just randomly like didn't have anything good, which kind of describes you know most of the 310 shows we've done. But I did like an intro and an outro, and I just played that for you. That's because I wanted the the public to see just how uncomfy that that episode that recording got. But other than that, it has always been me. It's been fresh. Uh, it's been live. So thank you for all of those of you who've been consuming. I doubt there's a single one of you, myself included, out there who've listened to every single episode we've ever made, and that's okay because they are not all winners. But you know what I do? I show up every week. I give you my best effort six seasons in, one episode a week, 
no exceptions, and uh, we're firing it back up in two weeks here to kick off season seven. So be on the lookout for the new um, album cover. I guess, you know, when I go to my podcast's app and when my show comes up, it actually just shows the original photo, like the very very first ever picture we did for Quinn David for Instance, the Beantown Podcast, which was me on New Year's Eve 2017 sitting in my studio apartment in Baltimore with my sweatpants, my leg up on the kitchen table, drinking a bottle of champagne. It was, I think I, you know, I flew back from my parents' house in Oregon. It was like, it wasn't a red-eye flight, but it was like leave at 10 a.m., get there at, you know, 8 p.m., whatever, whatever it comes out to, I don't know. But I was walking back from, I don't even remember how that worked, but BWI to I must have taken the light rail. That's what it was. That's what it was. I took the light rail, which is like the most unreliable mode of transportation in Baltimore, up to uh, I don't remember the name of the stop, but there's a stop about half a mile, three quarters of a mile from my apartment. And I remember like walking out at it was probably 10 30, 11 p.m. New Year's Eve, super cold. Like one of those like scary cold nights where it's, you know, single digits or lower with the wind chill. And I remember thinking like, man, I wish I had planned ahead thinking, you know, I wish that I had, um, you know, gotten a beer or something or a bottle of wine before I had gone out to the West Coast for Christmas and kept it in my apartment. So I had something. There was something where I think it was a Sunday or something. And I think I was under the impression that you couldn't buy alcohol in Baltimore on Sundays. I can't recall the details of why I thought that. But so I remember like walking back from the light rail station and being super depressed. And all of a sudden I come across this liquor store, which was right out of the wire. You know, it's got like, you got a buzz to get in. It's like the glass, glass thing where you have to like do the, um, set your money on like the little thing, uh, at the countertop and then swirl it around. 180 degrees for the teller to get it. It was that level of, you know, bulletproof type of thing in it. But I found a bottle of champagne. That's what I'm drinking in this picture. Point of this story was every year, you may or may not realize it if you follow the my garage band cut out there. What I was trying to say is uh, it doesn't change the actual photo that shows up in your uh, podcasting app. So it's always just been the photo of me from back when I was whatever I was, 20 three years old uh, when we started this show, 22, 22, I think it was how old I was when this show began. So, um, but yeah, we're going to have a new image, all that good stuff. And yeah, Beantown Podcast year seven coming up very quickly for you here. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. And of course, hello to our friends in Pakistan. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. Hello, Hyderabad. Hello, Khyber Pass. Hello, Karachi. Nice to to talk to you today from across the pond. We are drinking a glass of whiskey. We're making the most of these last three days, right? Dry January starts Monday morning, and it's actually pretty perfect because we have a wedding. We're going down. I'm not going to linger on this, but we're going down to Alabama tomorrow morning early, wouldn't you believe it? It's not my usual Deep South trip, uh, which is, is no longer a thing. Uh, it got canned, and also a whole other episode that could be, but I'm switching jobs. But John Paul Pandowski, dear, dear friend of the show, and I think at this point, without actually going back and counting, 
I think either him or Matthew Fiedler or one of my brothers or both, I don't know. But, but those are kind of the, the key players, the key extras on this show. Uh, but John Paul has been so much more than an extra across the years. He's, he's played Santa Claus. He's played Zack Snyder. Um, he's, he's done so much for this show. He was, he, at one point, it was our most ever listened to show, which I can't. I can't explain. We did like a, it was like a 2020 NBA draft preview or something like that. It was just the most random ass thing. I went to over to his uh, soon to be wife's apartment, which is, I, I didn't live where I lived at the time, uh, where I live now at the time, but the, his uh, fiance, Kelby lived like a block down from where I currently live. Went down there. We recorded it randomly, like not planned at all. That thing got up to like 2000 hits. And again, it's one of these things where back in the day, um, I, I couldn't explain like how this show got so big. I did a little bit of like paid promotion on Facebook and probably Instagram or stuff. I don't remember. Um, and obviously I was much more vocal about my show. I, I almost never advertise our show now. Um, I just kind of put out the content and whoever wants to stumble upon it can absolutely do that. Um, but John Paul Pandowski is getting married on Friday, uh, or sorry, Sunday, December 31st two days from now down in Alabama. So a shout out to John Paul. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much for all you've done for the show the first six years. And here's to another six and hopefully many more than that. Um, I also want to give a shout out tomorrow is uh, my, my brother, uh, the podcast, Jack Furness. You know him well. Tomorrow is his one year wedding anniversary, which is pretty exciting. Uh, so congratulations to Jack. And then my last shout out here before we jump into some things here is to my future mother-in-law, Betty. Today is her 49th birthday. She is a great, um, you know, mother to uh, my fiance and my my you know, future sister-in-law. She's a great mother to me, great wife to Jose, daughter, aunt, all that great stuff. She's the most loyal pharmacist you've ever met. She's been at Walgreens for like 30-some years now. So happy birthday to uh, Betty, and we'll see you at supper in a couple of hours here. Uh, I am drinking a little bit. I mentioned dry January coming up here. We got three more days. I'm drinking a little bit of whiskey, rebel whiskey, not rebel moon, what everyone is uh, talking about on Netflix. One of those things where Netflix wants to be like, oh, everyone's talking about rebel moon, but no one actually is. I don't really know what it is. I just saw a preview um, or an ad for it when I was on the bike an hour ago. I was flipping between diners, drive-ins and dives. I think that's where I saw the preview. And then the uh, Sun Bowl between Notre Dame and Oregon State, which is just a bloodbath. Oregon State's getting their asses handed to them. And then, believe it or not, and I'm glad I remember this because I want to like go back and watch this later. It was a NBC Sports Chicago replay of the 2015 Stanley Cup Finals Game 6 between the Blackhawks and Tampa Bay Lightning, which was, as hopefully you know, uh, the game that the Blackhawks uh, won their third Stanley Cup in five years. It was the only time they did it at home. Um, it was kind of a bummer because I had to get off the bike like right in the middle of the second period, which is right before uh, Duncan Keith. I think he, he knocks home a goal with like two or three minutes left in the second period, I think is how that goes. So I didn't get to see that action. And then, of course, just like it's probably not the most iconic goal in Blackhawks history, right? I think like you could point to the uh, the overtime goal versus the Flyers by Patrick Kane back in 2010 or nine or whatever that was, but the Patrick the Patrick Kane clincher 
to make it two to zero over the Lightning with like three minutes left in that game, game six when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. That is just like because that that whole series was so just like butt clenchingly tight. They I sh- they flashed the stat, you know, when I was watching Game Six this replay from eight years ago. And it was it was like the first Stanley Cup ever, I think, where the first five games were all decided by one goal. It was like the first Stanley Cup since 1964 where neither team had ever had a two-goal lead. And the Blackhawks would, would eventually get that with like three minutes left to go in the series uh, to clinch it. And there was one other crazy stat as well. But it was just that series was just two completely evenly matched teams. And even watching that, you know, the first period and a half of that game six, there were so many bounces that just didn't go the lightning's way they had you know multiple shots where the the the, the goal was wide open the net was wide open and black for the blackhawks it's just like yeah we won so you think of it in your memory as like oh man the blackhawks just dominated but they i won't say they got lucky but it was so tight it was so close like very easily coin flip could have gone to the lightning so uh, i was watching those three things as well but saw an ad for rebel moon and yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what it is. Is it like an anime? Is it like one of those video games they turn into a Netflix series? I, I don't know. Uh, but we're also drinking our Sagatuck Brewing Company peanut butter porter, smooth and creamy. I love Sagatuck Brewing. And uh, a shout out to my, my other brother and my sister-in-law, uh, Walton Kelly, for getting us some Sagatuck Brewing socks and a Sagatuck Brewing hoodie, which I'm excited and bring with me to Alabama. Uh, for the weekend to wear, maybe for the after party. I don't know. It's black tie optional. I don't know how Sagatuck Brewing uh, hoodies really fit into the whole black tie optional sort of thing. But I figure it's Alabama, so it feels a little bit more loose with the rules, perhaps, than maybe if you're going to the Met Gala, for example. Although I'll say this. The Met Gala is one of those places where you get the random white celebrities who treat it like you can wear whatever you want. And so it's like, yeah, I could wear a tux. And uh, Rachel could wear a, uh, you know, a ball gown and that would be perfectly normal. But I could also be like Justin Bieber or something. I could wear like a black hoodie and sweatpants and flip flops. And I'd be like, oh, my God, did you see what Quinn David Furness wore at the Met Gala this year? He was so chic, setting trends. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but it feels like it wouldn't be that weird. The Oscars, I feel like it's like you can't really get away with that stuff, although people probably have in the past. But some of those like. Met Galas or Hollywood red carpet premieres. It's like, yeah, you can, you can be like a weirdo celeb, usually white people, um, and just like wear whatever you want to be like, this is high fashion. Bringing a little bit of Sagatuck Brewing Company to the Met Gala. Uh, we've done our shout outs here. Uh, we're not going to have a palindrome of the day today, hopefully bringing that back in the new year. But I did want to give uh, a quick introduction to a brand new segment here on uh, Beantown Podcast and BeantownPodcast.com. Uh, I didn't even give it a name, which was probably a bad start. But, you know, 2024 election year, which is crazy. I, In some ways, the whole 2020 election debacle, D-E-B-A-C-L-E, feels like it just happened yesterday. And then in other ways, I recall like every day during the pandemic, like walking around the block up in Rogers Park, listening to news about the election, I would like walk past. In fact, I recall the the week of election week. It was, you know, the Tuesday was election night and then they declared a winner Saturday mid-morning, I think. Uh, so that was like a crazy week too. But I remember walking around during that week um, and just being like watching the news, CNN and people's 
windows as I walked past, which sounds creepier than it is. I was, I, 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 I didn't slow down. I didn't linger. Uh, but you know, I didn't have like cable news in my, my apartment. But so point being like that, that feels completely distant, like very, very long ago, very far away. Um, cause I mean, it's been almost four years, but, uh, our new segment is, uh, this week on the campaign trail, which I cannot promise you that was, will be a, uh, excuse me, prime primary feature, primary pun intended for the next 11 months until the election, uh, in early November. But I did want to bring up the whole Nikki Haley civil war thing. If you missed it, I don't have a transcript in front of me, but basically Nikki Haley was doing like a town hall kind of thing and she's running for president. And I don't recall, this is one of those just stupid things where it's like, why is this even a question? And then she answers and you're like, okay, I know why this is a question. But basically they asked her like what the civil war was about. And she refused to explicitly state that it was about uh, slavery or that slavery was a key component. I think she just like avoided talking about it. And it was funny. I was reading the uh, South Carolina like declaration of cessation, whatever you would call it, S-E-C-E-D-A-T-I-O-N. I don't think that's actually a word, but, and it explicitly mentions like early on in there, a thing that they came up with as a state that like, the U.S. federal government can't tell us that we can't have slavery. Like, it's up to the state to decide. And so the whole thing, no no, no one should be dumb enough to know or to think that, like, slavery wasn't a part of it. But Nikki Haley was just like, no, see the full video. I just saw some clips on Twitter, guys. But it's this week on the campaign campaign trail, okay? You're not getting your news from Beantown Podcast. You just come here for, from, uh, for analysis. But essentially, she just... Uh, is one of those things where you just you gotta be able to come out and say something pretty clearly, and then if you want to add nuance or context to it to try to keep your South Carolina voters, I think that you know you can do it. But it, it isn't one of those things where if you want to be like actual president, unless you have this weird like Kavorka allure that Trump seems to have, you can't just be like, oh yeah, no slavery wasn't really part of it, uh, or just kind of ignore it. Um, so this week on the campaign trail, and and when I. Uh, when I Googled Nikki Haley, because frankly, she's just one of those politicians that I know her name, but I don't know that much about. The first thing I thought of was that she looks like the, the, the female version of Michael Flynn. Since we're doing this week on the campaign trail, we'll just give you all the 2020, 2021 action. Michael Flynn uh, was that general who was like Trump's security advisor for like two weeks or something like that. And then he got busted, the whole Mueller, Mueller investigation. Uh, God, it's like a time capsule. This is where it gets weird. You know, it's like this stuff only happened four years ago. And part of me is like, oh, yeah, we're just coming out of the pandemic. And then the other part of me is like, that feels like a decade ago. Um, yeah, Michael Flynn, I uh, was reading more about because I couldn't really remember what happened to him. But he got he got charged with like the criminal charges and they got dismissed. Apparently now he's just like walking around free and he's a big guy. So hands off to Michael Flynn. But yeah, you can look at a, you can go Google image search Nikki Haley, Michael Flynn. And uh, hey, it's a little bit of a stretch of the imagination, but it's kind of fun to think of that. They're the same person. One just has slightly longer hair. Oh, there's Betsy DeVos. Devos DeVos. There she is down under Google images search. That's um, that's someone I uh, hope to never really think about again. One of those people who I just like, at the end of the day, is like she actually smart, and I'm not trying to say like is she a really like 
academically well-endowed person. Smart can be used for bad, right? For, for evil, for negative things, for your own self-interest. My question with Beth, I feel like most politicians are smart to a certain extent. Even like Donald Trump is smart in the fact that like he knows his audience. He knows how to rile people up. He knows what to hit, what not to hit, whatever. But my question with Betsy, the you know Trump's secretary of education, was always like, was she actually smart? Because, and I'm not just talking about like the Senate hearings with uh, Al Franken and stuff, but like the whole time it was like, I don't. I, I, part of me, I'm torn. Part of me feels like you have to be smart to get to where she is. In, to some, you know, to some extent, like being rich can get you pretty far. The other half of me, though, is just like she was so stupid. Like every time she opened her mouth, even more than Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, I feel like she understood the assignment. She's from Alaska. It works up there, okay? I've been to Alaska. I know what those people like, what they don't like to an extent. I was there for like three days. But the whole Betsy uh, thing just, uh, I never, I never got it. That one didn't make sense to me. Never understood it. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of uh, just randomly picked year in review quizzes. We're all going to play together. We're going to see how we do. Uh, but of course, you can always uh, email us at beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast, B E A N T N podcast at yahoo.com. And uh, leave us a review, leave us a nice little happy New Year's note, whatever you'd like to do. Thank you all for supporting our show. If you're listening for the first time, uh, wherever platform you're on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, was that the one that died? Um, I don't know. There's other ones. Google Play Store. Wherever you get your podcast or however you're listening right now, thank you for tuning in. If you can leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show or like, hey, if you hated it, give me a two-star and be like, no, this sucked. Uh, I think it's probably at this uh, kind of we're like a craft brewery. We're so small. It's like any review is a good review because it bumps us up in the ratings. Um, so if you want to give me 10 two-star reviews, uh, it's probably still at a point where like that's a good thing. You know, we're not. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't really understand how these things work. It doesn't really matter. We're kind of a small batch operation, if you will. Small bitch productions. That could be like a. It could be like a dog-themed media company or a craft brew-themed, or you could do both. A dog is like drinking a beer. I don't know. Some some food for thought. Um, of course, let's thank our sponsors here. Home Pride Oregon, we need your home inspector in Central Oregon. You're going to have to go with a certified, doubly insured home inspection expert, someone you can trust. That guy could be my dad, Steve. 5410 Oh, gosh, 541-410-0316. There you go. Uh, or homeprideoregon.com or email homeprideoregon at gmail.com. Uh, first inspection, not free. Call now. Phone lines are open all day, all night, 24-7. Leave a message if you can't get through. Keep trying. Gosh, we got to you – know, I had so much fun doing our sixth annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser last year. A sin by my piano. We had the laptop set up. We had the, the cameras Um I don't even remember who called in, but it was a great time. I got a, a free Duncan thing before that. I think they knew, you know, I was doing my pledge drive telethon fundraiser. Um, and the one thing I did terribly at, I totally dropped the ball. I think my thing this past year was stickers. And I was like, if you donate this amount, I will put a sticker in an envelope and send it to you. Completely just, just botched it, just bitched it up. Um, I'll take this moment to apologize. It was one of the things where like, it kept week after week. It was just like, oh, no, I'll do it. Like when I got some free time, I'll collect addresses, whatever. Really, really 
I don't use this word very often in this podcast, but I really fucked that one up. So apologies. We still have stickers. It's not like, oh, yeah, they're gone now. You just didn't get one. No, they're still here. So we're going to find a way to, like, make that right. Okay? Put a pin in that. Um, also, our good friends at uh, Samsung Q2U series, if you want crisp, clear audio quality, and I forgot to mention, hope we're going to inspection perfection. Uh, crisp, clear audio quality, go with the experts at Samsung. They make a great Q2U series that if you want this uh, quality voice throughout your daily life, you got to go with the Samson. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Rachel's been playing a lot of New York Times crossword puzzles, and one of her uh, clues the other day was, what's the book before Romans? And I said, well, I got a Samson, so I know it's Axe, not A-X-E, Axe, Body Spray. They're still around. When, uh, <laughs> this was, this is pretty stupid. When I was in college, you know, freshman year, living in the dorm, one of those nights where, like, not drunk. We didn't drink at all. I think you were just, like, high off of euphoria because uh, I didn't do drugs or anything like that. I didn't drink my freshman year. Like, I was completely straight-laced, whatever. But um, you spend so much time with people, eventually, like, start to go crazy. One of uh, one of the rooms on the second hall, second floor of our, uh, of our dorm room, Corcoran Hall, um, I guess I don't have to get in all the details here because I can't really explain it clearly. It doesn't really make sense. But we decided, uh, some friends and I, I was not their ringleader, but I was certainly a uh, active participant in it. We decided we were going to axe bomb their room. I think, you know, someone had just like had a can of axe from high school that it was like, we are 19 years old now. Like we're not using axe anymore. Um, decided we're going to just use this in a productive way. So we, Went into their room. This was not, you know, none of the people who lived in this room were there at the time. Because we all kept our doors open. Um, feels strange, like, looking back on it. But just doors were always either closed and unlocked and no one was there or just wide open. Because what do I have that you're going to want to steal? My possessions in my dorm room were worth probably upwards, assuming I had my laptop with me, probably like two or $300. So, yeah, you can you can have it. It, that's probably aggressive, probably less than that. The Kraft mac and cheese was probably the most expensive thing I had in there. Uh, we go in there, uh, some friends and I, they will remain nameless, and we uh, just axe-bombed the entire room, which basically just means holding down the uh, sprayer, whatever you want to call it, until the can's empty. This was probably like a minute or something like that, maybe a little bit less. You're holding your breath the entire time, got those swimmer's lungs, and then uh, you just close the door and... A couple hours later, your dorm mates come home, and they, they got to sleep in their axe room all night. So uh, it's one of those things in hindsight where it's like, yeah, it's kind of a shitty thing to do, but it's really not the worst thing to do. It's like if someone did that to me, I'd probably be kind of pissed off, but I'd be like, yeah, that was kind of funny. Like there's there's way worse things you could have done as a prank. So really not not the worst thing in the world, all things considered. Uh, of course, uh, when God speaks, he uses Samson. And, of course, our good friends at Cuts by Q. Just did a huge shave to get ready for the big Alabama wedding. John Popendowski, shout out once again. Thank you for uh, everything you've done for the show. I never paid him. He's never seen a cent of all this money I make off of Quinn David Ferns Presents the Bean Town Podcast. Losing my ability to speak here. That's usually a sign, not that I've had too much to drink, but that I just need to wrap things up. Sometimes it's a sign that I have too much to drink. God, too much to drink, but I'm on like 
half a drink total so far today. So I don't think that's it. Cuts by Q, uh, whether you're getting ready for a wedding, a friend's wedding in Alabama, or your own in Chicago, like we will be in a, just over a year here. When you need a fresh do, something snappy or new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Okay, um, let's jump right into it here. I have to get a sip of my whiskey here. Again, these are a series, and I don't know how many we're going to get to. This was not terribly well planned. But this is a series of uh, 2023 year in review quizzes that we're just going to do together in real time. If you ever like, oh, I want more time to elaborate on the answer to this one, just pause because I'm not going to. We're going to like move pretty quickly and I'll make comments where I can. But really the goal of what I'm trying to do is like go through a couple quizzes and like actually do well. This isn't like our, you know, one shot where it's like one trivia question. Do as good as you can. This is like, oh, let's get through a couple of, couple of quizzes here. So um, the first one I pulled up here, it was published 45 seconds ago. This is 3.57 p.m. on December 29th. Um, we're going to see how this goes. Excuse me. Some of these are like interactive, like you're, I'm clicking on it on my phone. Some of them are not, but excuse me. I will just do my best to kind of take you through what I'm looking at here. Okay. 20, uh, this is from NBC News, New York. This one I don't think is thematic. It's 10 questions as far as I can tell. 2023 was the year of Taylor Swift, which happened first. Uh, four choices. Speak Now, Taylor's version is released. The Eras Tour begins in Arizona. Swift attends her first Kansas City Chiefs game. Or Swift's longtime rooms with Joe Alwyn ends. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it's not the Kansas City Chiefs one because that would be in like, I think like October probably. Um, Eras Tour, I don't know when that started, but I think back in like probably like February, March, something like that. Speak Now is released or Joe Alwyn. Uh, that's got to be the guy from 1975, right? I actually have no idea. Um, I'm going to guess the Eras Tour begins. And apologies to the Swifties out there because I really don't know this one. I guess the Eras Tour begins. Oh, it's right. It says 0% got this right. That's that's high praise. Um, it kicked off March 17th, a day after my birthday. Didn't I say February or March? We started off hot. I've just spent so much time around Taylor, uh, listening to a lot of music, um, in the car last week and saw the era's tour concert film. Most of it, it was three hours long is I, I couldn't just sit there and watch the whole thing. I had to shower. Uh, okay. They give like, uh, basically, Joel Alwyn was a month later, so April. Speak Now is July, and her first Chiefs game was September. Okay, next question. 2023 was a big year at the box office. Which movie debuted first? Barbie, Oppenheimer, Super, Bar Super Mario Bros. movie, or the Eras Tour movie? I feel pretty good about this, actually. I'm pretty sure it's Super Mario Bros. movie. I thought we, like, watched it around, like, Easter or something like that at a cousin's house. Barbie and Oppenheimer were both, you know, June, July. Eras tour movie, I think, was like fall. So I'm going Super Mario Bros. Ride or Die. Yes, 0% got this right. We're killing it. Barbie and Oppenheimer, July 21st. Super Bar Mario Bros. was April. And uh, Eras was October 13th. Dude, we're uh, two out of 10 so far, but we're killing it. Okay, let's keep going. Question three out of 10. Which sports event happened first? Kansas City Chiefs defeat Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl. What is that? 
57. LeBron James comes NBA highest score. UConn wins men's basketball tournament or Mage wins the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Okay, LeBron is really the wrench in the plans here. Um, the Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl the second weekend of February. Let's call it February 10th. UConn uh, winning March Madness would be the first weekend of April, first Mar- uh, Monday of April, second Monday, whatever. So let's call it April 10th. Uh, Kentucky Derby is usually the second or third, third or fourth weekend in April, something like that. So it's really a question of Super Bowl versus LeBron. I have no idea when LeBron did it. I recall it happening. I'm going to go with Kansas City Chiefs, but it could be LeBron. This could be the first time we get tripped up here. I'm going for the Super Bowl. Oh, no, I lost. It was it was LeBron. 100% got this wrong. Yeah. LeBron did it on February. Oh, I don't feel bad about this. LeBron did it February 8th, and the Super Bowl was, checking my calendar, Super Bowl would have been February 12th. Okay, four days. Uh, hey, but, you know, got it wrong one way or another. So next question, number four. Here we go. Which natural disaster struck first? I feel like... There are years where I like very distinctly recall natural disasters, especially hurricanes and stuff. This year is not one of them. Like I have no recollection of the major natural disasters from 2023. So let's see how this goes. Uh, a hurricane, 5.1 magnitude earthquake on the same day as a tropical storm struck Southern California. Earthquakes in Syria and Turkey leave more than 3,400 people dead. Tornadoes in Mississippi and Alabama have at least 26 dead. And Hurricane Idalia makes landfall in Florida as a Category 3 storm. I will be completely honest with you. Other than the tornadoes in the Deep South, this was one where I was like, yeah, I didn't know that happened. Um, I'm going to go for the Syria and Turkey. Blind guess here. Oh, we're correct. 0% got this right. Too much text to like, go through all the different dates on them, but... Um, hey, we're we're back in the driver's seat here. Okay, question five out of ten. Maybe we'll just do this one quiz, and that'll be our show. Which news event happened? Which excuse me? Which news event did not happen in twenty twenty three? Kevin McCarthy fails to become House Speaker in first round of voting. That's incorrect. That did happen in twenty twenty three. A train derail, derail derails in East Palestine, Ohio, sparking a fire and fueling health concerns. I am almost positive that was like February or March of this year. A suspected Chinese spy balloon hovers over the U.S. I remember the story. Don't think it was 23. I thought that was 22. Or OpenAI releases artificial intelligence chatbot ChatGPT. That is, oof. I'm between the spy balloon and the ChatGPT. ChatGPT seems ubiquitous at this point, and it's like it should be older than one year. And I, oof, but the spy balloon doesn't quite feel right, you know? Spy Balloon's got some serious 2022 energy. But I'm going to trust my gut. I'm going to go with uh, ChatGPT is older than one year. Got it. AI, uh, let's see, ChatGPT 2022. There we go, baby. Chinese Spy Balloon was uh, early February, around the same time as the trail, train derailment. There we go. We're, we're still only missed one. We're uh, four for five so far. Oh, we can all get this one because we've been there. Uh, not actually, but close in august wildfires broke out in hawaii killing dozens and burning thousands of acres which island was affected the most Kauai, oahu maui or hawaii this was absolutely maui 100 percent 
0% got this right, so we're still killing it. Yes, that was right. Okay, question number seven here. Which deceased well-known figure did not die in 2023? Pope Benedict Sixteenth, Lisa Marie Presley, Sinead O'Connor, or Jim Brown? I don't... Oh, the, the Pope is tough because it wasn't like a replacement. It was just like he was a retired Pope. That one I don't feel confident in. Lisa Marie Presley, I think, was this year. Not sure. Sinead O'Connor, I'm almost certain was this year, although I just don't know her very well. And then Jim Brown, I actually don't recall that like news story. Um, I'm going to go with, oh, I actually don't know. I think Pope was this year. I'm going to go with Jim Brown. Let's see how he did. No, wrong. It was Pope Benedict. Oh, that's that's a trick question. December 31st, 2022. Hey, I didn't even see the news until the next morning. Uh, Lisa Marie was January 12th. Jim Brown was May 18th. And Sinead was this summer in July. So I hate these trick questions. Okay, next question. It's not actually a trick question. It just felt like it. The first half of 2023 was notable for the financial industry as a bank failure sparked a chain of events that led to other banks being sold or shut down. Which bank collapsed first? Signature Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic, or Silvergate? I have no idea. My gut says Silicon Valley Bank, so we're going with Silicon Valley Bank. Let's click on it. Wrong. Silicon, it says 100% got this wrong. I don't feel bad. Silicon Valley Bank got the most attention, but Silvergate was the first to shut down operations. I don't feel bad about that. Who? This is not important. Let's keep going. Uh, this is question 9 out of 10. Two more questions left. I told you I was going to go through multiple quizzes, but I was just kind of like, I also promised a short episode. So 10 questions is pretty good. All right, penultimate question. Over a five-month span, former President Donald Trump was charged in four criminal cases. He maintains his innocence, and each case is ongoing. Which indictment was handed down first? The federal election interference case, the Georgia election interference case, the classified documents case, or the business records case? Again, no clue. You're just asking me to say which one came down first. Let's go for classified documents. Incorrect. Oof. Cold streak. I think we're... I think we've missed three now or four now. I can't remember. Uh, the first indictment was uh, falsifying business records. Mm. All right. Last question here. Oh, gosh. I am not going to. This is going to be another blind stab. In which month did the Titan submersible implode during a journey to visit the wreck of the Titanic? Rest in peace to the Titan. April, May, June, or July. I recall this being a spring thing. So I'm going to narrow it down to April or May. I don't think it was as late as June or July. My gut is telling me May, partially because May has one extra day compared to April. So I'm going to go with May. You can lock in your answers at home. I'm clicking May. Wrong. June. Rats. My gut was off on that one. Well, there you go. There's our Beantown Podcast. Ten trivia questions of the day, year in review. And that's what I have for you. Next week, we're going to be doing our Beantown Podcast Season 6 recap. And then follow that up a week after with our Beantown Podcast Season 7 series premiere. Uh, That's what I have, everyone. We got New Year's Eve coming up in two nights here. Uh, We'll be down in Alabama once again celebrating uh, John Paul Pandowski's wedding. Congratulations to John Paul. Looking forward to that. And then, hey, but next time you see me, dry January. We'll already be like four days in. And, uh, God, January just sucks the most. 
I, I have this debate every year. Which one is worse, January or February? January is like the days are longer and no alcohol. But February is like sometimes even more cold. And then it's just like you're kind of just like drowning your sorrows in alcohol. But I'll say this. It's definitely January's worst because February, I get Valentine's Day with my lover, our anniversary, current our, an, our current anniversary that will change uh, in uh, next year to uh, our, our anniversary in late April. But uh, February is better. But they both kind of stink. Long days, cold days, well, short, light days. But what are you going to do? Happens every year. That's what we uh, chose living here in Chicago. Everyone, I uh, hope you have a happy and safe new year. Um, 2023 is done. Here comes 2024 and season seven of Quinn David Furnace presents the Bean Town Podcast. Everyone, have a happy new year. Stay safe. Stay sane. My name is Quinn David Furnace. I'll check in on you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you.